0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night's Narrative Live. It's so good to be with you tonight. We're continuing our great investigation into the untold story of January sixth with our two fabulous guests. Sandy Baker, he's here. Hi, Sandy, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm strobing. Hi, you're
0: strobing a little bit, but we're glad to have you back. Last night was terrific. Looking forward to tonight. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Joe Dempsey is here as well. The researcher has been doing a lot of great work for us. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Joe? Doing well, Zev, thanks. And the focus tonight is gonna be all about Jones and Stone. It sounds like a legal firm. They're not a legal firm. They're in fact, two of the people subpoenaed for the January 6th commission. We'll tell you why they are in deep trouble. And that is coming up right after the starting block. On the top of the news tonight, a jury of 11 whites and one black has convicted three white men for the killing of a black man, Ahmed Arbery. That is a big news story these days, of course. The jury deliberated for about 10 hours before convicting Greg McMichael, son Travis McMichael, and neighbor William Roddy Bryan, who all face minimum sentences of life in prison. It is up to the judge to decide whether that comes with or without the possibility of parole travis mcmichael stood for the verdict his lawyer's arms around his shoulder at one point mcmichael lowered his head to his chest after the verdicts were read as he stood to leave he mouthed love you to his mother who was in the courtroom according to the associated press greg mcmichael hung his head when the judge read his first guilty verdict and robbie bryan bit his lip Moments after the verdicts were announced, Arbery's father, Marcus Arbery Sr., was seen crying and hugging supporters outside the courtroom. He didn't do nothing wrong, the father said, but run and dream. Ben Crump, attorney for Arbery's father, spoke outside the courthouse, saying repeatedly that the spirit of Ahmed defeated the lynch mob. Indeed, it seems that in this case, justice has prevailed. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance appears to be letting Trump Organization CEO Matthew Calamari off the hook and he will not be indicted in the investigation into the Trump Organization. The district attorney's office charged both the Trump Organization and its chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, with crimes related to an alleged scheme to avoid paying taxes on executive compensation. I have been informed that there is no present intention to bring charges against Mr. Calamari. His attorney, Nicholas Gravanti, told CNBC in an email. We believe that it is the fair and just decision. By the way, Vance leaves office in just a few weeks. He'll be replaced on January the first by Alvin Bragg, the first black person to hold that office. It's unclear if Vance will have indicted anyone else in the Trump organization by the time he leaves office. And speaking of the Trumps, key organizers of the January 6th rally used cash to buy burner phones for calls of the utmost importance. Three sources are telling Rolling Stone magazine that Kylie Creamer took one of those phones and used it to communicate with top White House and Trump campaign officials, including Eric Trump, his wife, Lara Trump, and former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Christina Pearson, a Trump surrogate and campaign consultant. All of this is interesting stuff, of course, because why would they need burner phones if they weren't doing anything underhand or untowards? Also, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has notified lawyers for former President Trump that the January 6th Select Committee and National Archives should be prepared to address whether the court has jurisdiction to hear the case where they are trying to withhold documents from the January 6th commission. It sure looks like the commission is gonna get all the documents it needs from the Trump administration. That's the starting block tonight. Coming up, we'll take a deep dive into Stone and Jones. Sounds like a law firm, but is isn't as we continue the January 6th investigation, the untold story. Hey friends, thank you for supporting narrative and our sponsors. What's easier than opening a can of cranberry sauce, getting free life insurance quotes with policy genius. Of course, if you're looking for something to do while the family's running a turkey trot, you can be just as productive by comparing quotes from top life insurers with policy genius. Why Policy Genius? Well, Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. And why compare? Well, you could save 50% off more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned PolicyGenius thousands of five star reviews across Trustpilot and Google, and eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos and Bestow. This is how it works. Getting started is really easy. First, you head to PolicyGenius.com in a minute you can work out how much life insurance you coverage you need and from there you can compare personalized quotes to find out your best price it's as simple as that when you're ready to apply the policy genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling all for free head to policygenius.com to get started right now policy genius when it comes to insurance it's nice to get it right Uh, Let's continue now with our January the 6th untold story investigation. We're unpacking everything we need to know uh, that happened on January 6 as it relates to the subpoenas that came out this week from the commission in the House that is investigating the uh, events of January 6th, the insurrection or the attempted coup, depending on how you view it. Thank you both for being here, Joe Dempsey and Sandy Bacon. Sandy, of course, a reporter who is on the ground there on January the 6th and has been on the ground covering a lot of the uh, movements of the MAGA world all the way leading up to January the 6th and beyond. Uh, and she joins us now with her perspective. And Joe Dempsey has been investigating all the events that have happened since January 6th and doing some terrific finding and investigating this. So welcome to you both. Last night, we spoke about militias, we spoke about the First Amendment Praetorians, we spoke about the uh, Proud Boys, and we spoke about the Oath Keepers. That was interesting, because it connected to all these other people that were seemed to be involved in the planning of January the 6th. But tonight, we're going to the very core of it. So we're going to the two people that I think were really the genesis of the idea, but also the people who executed the idea. And that is Roger Stone and Alex Jones. And both of these two got interesting subpoena letters from the Commission. Alex Jones got a really long one, like three pages. We'll go through that in in a bit and we'll explain why he gets these very, very long ones. But as we explained yesterday, there's, you know, the theory around how January the sixth came together hasn't really changed since January the sixth, in terms of the way narrative has viewed this whole thing because these are the people who organized it. Roger Stone, basically, put up a militia. Alex Jones organized a lot of the propaganda. Michael Flynn did a lot of the recruiting through things like QAnon, and then you had Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell setting the lie, and of course Bannon out there in the background doing strategy, and Ali Alexander, who you know is an outlier from this group, but still very much involved in setting up what happened on January the sixth. So those two. Have names. Roger Stone and Alex Jones got subpoenas just the other day from the commission. And it's interesting to see what each of them says. I'll let you go first, Joe. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you see Roger Stone's involvement in particular, and then we'll get to Alex a little later. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, you look at what you see on the screen here, the plotters, and you look at what, you know, the January 6th committee has put together in terms of the people that they want to speak to. And if you look at it, these are the droids we're looking for, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we kind of sort of know that these are the people we're looking for. Roger Stone being so close to Stop the Steal from 2016 perspective, remember, they kind of had that in the bag because they were afraid that if Hillary, you know, were to win, then they could just kind of come forward and say stop the steal and, you know, this whole sure, yeah. thing and they were they sort of had that in the back for the 2016 election. Well, they didn't need it, so now it's kind of this thing that's, you know, gotten out of hand. But you know, his proximity to everybody involved, whether it be the Proud Boys, whether it be the Oath Keepers, whether it be uh, Ali Alexander or any uh, of these others, he's just right there. You know, he is he's right there. It's like
0: there's no doubt about it. He never uh, goes uh, away. Uh, you know him. You followed him around at least. You know, tell me what you think of him as you followed his speeches, as you followed his, you know, he's kind of a charismatic guy, isn't he, Sandy?
1: You know, I only was in his presence once, and that was on January 5th, because Mm -hmm. I kept missing him. But one thing that you should remember is that there were three Stop the Steal rallies. We talked Mm -hmm. about this last night, November 14th, December. Well, there were actually 40-something of them, but the big ones that led up to January 6th were November 14th and December 12th. And it was all the same speakers. Roger Stone was there, interestingly enough with his usual security guy, Enrique Tarrio, on December 12th. And they spoke from the lobby of this hotel directly across the street from the Willard. It's like the cheap hotel, the Marriott or something like that. Hmm. And uh, the Infowars guy introduced them, who has been subpoenaed or maybe indicted. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Uh, Troyer, uh, I
0: think is his name. Troyer, yeah. Uh, sure. This 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 yeah. is the tape you you we you have for us, and we're going to play for us a little later on. We, we Stone's talks about God, and he talks about you know sort of religious awakening. and I don't believe he's a very religious guy. Maybe he is. I don't no, know. None of them but are. we'll. Uh, we'll, well. We'll unpack that speech in just a few minutes because I think it is really interesting that you got that video. And, you know, a lot of people have not paid attention to the words of Roger Stone and Alex Jones because everyone just writes them off as being sort of crazy. But when you listen to the speech and you listen to the words, you really can see what they're doing to the crowd and how they're manipulating people into believing, you know, believing what they do believe. You know, the thing about Roger Stone that you can't escape about Roger Stone is that he has known Donald Trump forever like forever (laughs) these people are not new friends they're like they go way way back i find some nice photos of all of these guys i mean roger stone has been around presidents for all his life of course a big fan of nixon he's got a big nixon tattoo on his back but also you know very close to ronald reagan but he has been Mr. Donald Trump's, you know, sidekick, whatever you want to call him for a very long time. Those are not new pictures you're seeing there of Trump or Stone. So they go back a very, very long way. When in terms of who the commission is talking to regarding Donald Trump, I mean, you've got someone there who's going to be very loyal to Donald Trump, but they are talking to one of the former president's closest people. And when they are subpoenaing all this information and they're requesting all these documents, they are requesting it from one of the former president's closest advisors who knows all his secrets, all the dirtiest of secrets. Not someone who's yeah. just been in the White House, but someone who really knows him. Now chances He's are Roger Stone the- won't squeal on his boss, but boy, I mean, they are going right for the jugular too. there. He's also a swinger. He is right fact, a swinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I've got that little uh, that here. In fact, let's
1: let's You're pause, to, to, let's pause to
0: let's pause for a second because I was able to find this. This is uh, Roger ah. Stone's top doll uh. aide caught in a group sex ring. Uh, there you go the national inquiry expose obviously not compromise in any way i'm sure nothing like that but um you know not that we'll indulge in anyone doing compromise but there he was way back yeah. when with his wife then i think it's still his wife caught in mm-hmm. a big uh you know sex swinging thing in dc no, nothing yes. wrong with that of course just uh
2: did, did roger uh, stone go back to judge. Roy Cohn days was was he involved with Roy
1: yes
0: Cohn at all yes
2: was i was he involved Yes, oh, wow. there's a
1: wonderful documentary about it. Get me Roger Stone, or where's, where's my Roger Stone?
2: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, he's, a, he's
1: Roy Cohn was his uh, mentor. They sort of act,
2: yeah, a, they, yeah, they act the same. It, what's interesting about yeah. that too is the fact like, you know, if, if he is in fact, you know, a mentor or whatever, I think we have to start thinking about the next generation after Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're starting to see those people who are at these rallies, these, you know, this sort of younger generation that's looking to take over for some of these others
0: yeah, the dirty tricksters of the next generation, interesting and the yeah. destroyers people to this. to to think about. Um, you, we should mention uh, because it is really important to remember that Roger Stone was, and maybe still is quite close to Manafort and and black. Remember that now black we haven't heard of in a long time. but I yeah. remember these this is uh, the consultancy they formed way back when in Nixon days, I suspect or before that even. Maybe it was after Nixon, who knows, where they're political partners in trying to do all sorts of interesting lobbying in in the United States to drum up weird issues for foreign governments. So you get a sense of their money their loyalty often coming from from foreign governments. That's certainly where they seem to get a lot of their uh, inspiration from and a lot of their funding from. They seem to be involved with people who are involved in organized crime, whether it's uh, Donald Trump or Nixon or whomever. there seems to be a long, long road there, but let's look at the documents. Let's look at what the committee has said about Roger Stone in particular. You know, we should remember that Roger Stone was pardoned for a crime, which he never, ever, ever confessed to, and which gives you a sense of how close he's going to be and how uh, loyal he's going to be to Donald Trump. As they try to get information from him and he's just not going to give a lot out is he? Uh -uh. No. No. And when he was pardoned, he was then immediately let, I would say he was let go. I mean, he sort of jumped right into this new campaign, even though he Stop the Steal was not something um, new for him. I it's mean, this his. is certainly something that he's- No,
1: that's his line. It's that's his line. That's his, his line. Right. 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 Build the wall. No, it's his line. He came up with it. And he also came up with build the wall because Trump is too dumb to talk about immigration.
0: So then you just come to something (laughs) short and snappy. Yeah. The investigation and public reports have revealed credible evidence of your involvement in the events within the scope of Select Committee's inquiry. According to documents provided by the Select Committee, press reports and statements by you, you were in Washington, D.C. on January 5th and 6th. 2021, we can attest to that, to attend and yes. speak at rallies in support of then-President Trump and his allegations of election fraud. Specifically, you reportedly spoke on January the 5th at rallies at the US Supreme Court, held by a group affiliated with the Three Percenters and Freedom Plaza, that's the one I think you were talking about there, I had, Sandy, yeah. mm-hmm. held by the yep. 80% Coalition. And we're originally scheduled to speak at the January 6th, 2021 rally at the Ellipse, held by the Women for America First, before traveling to Washington. You promoted your upcoming appearance on January 6th at the Steel event, and solicited donations from supporters to pay for security by directing them to Mm StopTheSteel.org. While in Washington, you reportedly used members of the Oath Keepers and personal security guards, several of whom were reportedly involved in the attack on the Capitol, and at least one of whom has been indicted. You have have stated that you were invited to lead the march to the Capitol from the Ellipse Rally on January the 6th, but did not end up doing so or going to the Ellipse Rally or the Capitol on that day let's talk about what happened there because you very smartly pointed out Sandy that Trump was late for his speech that day and well,
1: he's always late he's but, in, in perhaps, his but, defense
0: <laughs> but the march became sort of completely disorganized at that point there wasn't I think a plan to have you know the Alex Jones and Roger Stones of the world lead this march that never really happened it sort of all just fell what? apart no, it became mushy. But
1: I meant to ask you this last night you showed a clip of uh I think a friend of mine actually filmed that of Alex Jones speaking and saying, come this way, Trump's gonna come on the other side of the street or something. Do you know what time that was?
0: I do not. I don't know. No, I, but, you know, yeah, there, there I, certainly was the intention. I and mean, that was their plan, according to Alex Jones and according to Stone, that there was going to be a, you know, a march now, and, and that they were going to lead this march, and they were going to meet Trump along the way. That was the sort of the idea that they yeah. were promulgating. never happened I'll because be I think Trump you. was still speaking yeah. at the time of well, the going march late. starting. Because he was he late.
1: Was, I missed going into the Capitol because I followed the Proud Boys first came, um, you know back up a second because when enrique was arrested that mm. was like just never felt right to me i believe that they took him out of who's action
0: them? who choose them the police
1: about it of- trump oh. <laughs> you know whoever whoever the planners were because on uh, december 12th he was in charge of thousands of proud boys and they would they add like uh, little kindergarten kids you know they hold on to each other's shoulders when they would leave they kind of keep them in a group and they come on proud boys get you know so stay you think tight, you want to make it tight.
0: more more of a disarray event more my chaos? theory could, my
1: could theory be, could because be. enrique was always roger stone's security guy yeah. Always. Everywhere. He would he did his social media for him. They're both from Florida, I guess. And he was um Trump's Hispanics for Trump or whatever that group yeah. is. Latinos for and, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was arrested on this weird yeah, charge that that. of high capacity magazines. Yeah. And then he was just gone and a lot of and, people think uh, he's an
0: informer you know a lot of people think he's an well, yeah. and that's yeah, one of the reasons the they took him out they didn't him. Want him involved in it the other people you know they're all sort of informants because they've all been involved well, in various just, ways i
1: mean uh, yeah. gavin again gave all of the proud boys up when he he's actually trolling me because i said this before oh, yeah. but when mm-hmm. they had with the street fight he gave them all up he, and then he quit
2: <laughs> just,
0: speaking of trolling it's interesting that joe flynn apparently watching narrative now so yeah he's oh, been, he's really? been con- yeah he's been commenting on our show lately so Joe as i mentioned to you on twitter you're yeah. more than welcome to be a guest on the show uh, rather than trolling us you are you can come on we'll talk it out We'll see what we can find out about you and and your brother, and uh, have a very free, frank, and live conversation, yeah. which we cannot in any way change or censor. All right, so let's take a look at that Stone video. So this is at the Freedom Plaza. This is the they talk about him speaking at this event. It's very weird. It's very weird to hear Stone talk like this, and I don't think people have paid enough attention to what Stone is actually saying. So uh, set the scene for us, Sandy. You're at the you're at the Freedom Plaza, right? At this across the road from the Willard. What's yeah. going on there?
1: Well, I got there about. I want to say six o'clock. I can't remember what time he was supposed to go on, but they had been speeches all day long. When I got there, Flynn had just finished speaking, and Ali Alexander and George Papadopoulos introduced the speakers, and I realized all these guys were pardoned. They were all the guys pardoned by Trump.
3: They are all the
1: same bill. (laughs) supposedly, (laughs) Supposedly, Alex Jones was supposed to have spoken at the Ellipse, but he got bumped and Trump personally intervened to make sure that he gave that speech at the freedom.
0: Uh, we'll get to that, the speech freedom, from Alex uh, Jones in a second. Let's take a look at, uh, this is really interesting. I always love watching this guy talk. So Here's Roger Stone.
3: So I thank God for giving the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln yeah. the wisdom, the courage, the strength to correct this injustice. Yeah. We are here on such an improbable night. In fact, everything about the Trump presidency is improbable. That a billionaire who cannot be bullied and cannot be bought and cannot be controlled would rise up to save this nation from the two-party duopoly that ran this country into the ground. They told us he couldn't possibly win. But he did. Then they told us he couldn't possibly revive our economy because it was structurally impossible. You see, you Americans just have to get used to having a back bench in the global, global economy. And Donald Trump said no. And his series of tax cuts and regulatory cuts and his renegotiation of those massive international trade deals that were sucking the jobs out of America gave us the greatest economic boom in our country.
0: Now, it's a lot of crap, of course, everything is saying, we should say, but it's interesting that here is a guy who, you know, is basically a convicted felon, should have been a convicted felon if he. Was he actually convicted? Did he actually get? He was convicted, right? If he uh, accepted the pardon. He yeah, was convicted. yeah. So on stage, there just telling a bunch of lies, thanking God. He opened the whole thing with his you know spiritual reawakening, saying how excited he was to be any place other than a penitentiary, and that's how he's found God again. I mean, it's a lot of BS. This is the kind of he is a very smarmy guy. He's got a way of spinning things in a way that a uh, few people can copy, and he's got a very unique sense of style. And people are attracted to him. It's, clearly he's got a some sort of enigma that. Uh, that attracts these people to him because when you see him in public he seems to be adored by them
1: oh yeah, yeah he's a totally, like a normal. Legend, yeah.
2: totally yeah. normal for a guy in a zoot suit from the 30s talking <laughs> about you know the, the, how terrible a duopoly is you know yes in, in and he walked, when of.
1: he goes back when he went back to the uh willard because i unfortunately i saw him walking to the um at seven fifteen he came across the street which is kind of catty corner from where the willard is to the freedom plaza and i see him coming and i run out and there's no light i video right so i didn't have a lights or anything so i i've got shadows this terrible video and then after he left i followed him back to the willard and he was with a blonde lady was that the He's, madam
0: he was with the manhattan madam he wasn't <laughs> Lucky for us, she left us a little video as a cover story for him, you know, because she was, at some point in the day, during this January 6th, she posted something on Instagram with her, in his room which is very yeah. weird and obviously not completely accurate depiction of what was going on that night in that room or where he was because he because you know just up the stairs from from there yeah. uh was it was the war room was the place we were really planning all yeah. of the stuff maybe he yeah. didn't ever go there maybe he did but i don't know there's another piece of tape that you go maybe you can help me identify both of you uh, from roger stone a few weeks earlier this is him i think it's january the it must be actually December, somewhere in December. Um, and it's, what does it say? There?
1: That's it's, it. That's the one that's I'm telling. That's December 12th.
0: Okay. What's going on here?
1: Uh, he's with the Infowars guy, mm-hmm. the destroyer. Yeah. He introduces him. I missed this. Can I take a listen? ...for an honest count of the 2020 election. Yeah!
3: Never give up, never, never up. quit, never surrender, and fight for America. Yeah! an obligation to see that the rightful winner of the 2020 election is seated and that is the greatest president since abraham lincoln so i
0: mean it's interesting there he is advocating for the very thing that you know landed up uh, happening and certainly as the commission looks at him as one of the key planners There's no doubt that he's one of the people out there antagonizing the crowds instigating the crowds perpetuating the lie and he's also connected to all the people organizing the actual attack on the capitol he seems to be like a guy who'd be in serious trouble and because he knows the president so well you'd expect him to know exactly what donald trump was thinking all the time because he wouldn't be doing this without donald trump's approval
1: you know uh, that's an interesting tape because i missed that and i found out about it after my friends were there So they were staying at whatever that hotel is, Caddy corner, it's Mm -hmm. the Marriott, I don't know what it is. uh, uh, And that's on his own dime. He and Enrique were staying here. Enrique speaks at this Mm -hmm. event. And Enrique was just always with him. So Enrique gets arrested, what, December 4th or something. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the Oath Keepers fill in. Well, the Oath Keepers had to have been in this plan much longer than Two days before the event, because but they, they, really had
0: were, been the plan, they were the plan. Planning it, right? Rituals, yeah.
1: So was that always a plan that the oath keepers were going to just yeah. take over, or was because Enrique yeah. was? I just think the whole thing was a setup. That's that's just my.
0: The whole thing was a setup in terms of what?
1: That Enrique getting arrested and getting taken out of the picture because he was, was to, arrested was on a the oath bush keepers? league. It was a bush league. No, to just get him away from there.
3: Because
1: mm. and the oath keepers stepped in because he was. Redstone's guy for years.
0: Mm, yeah, he was. He was really much I sure. think
2: there oh. I think there was a little bit of surprise, at least in the Proud Boys, because if you look at the indictment for conspiracy on the Proud Boys, I believe There's, no, there's no Dean, by the way, I think, behind next to him. Uh, oh, that! Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so, so in in that indictment, you've got Nordine and you've got Zachary Rell mm-hmm. and Zachary Rell was sort of in charge of getting, um, you know, the the radio set up and, and getting you know everybody on the right channels and and all those things. And there was another guy in there. Um, I want to say his name is Yup Yup. It's a, it's a weird nickname. Um, mm-hmm. Charles O'Donohue or, or something along those lines. But so in, in
1: that... This, this, oh, there's, there's Enrique. There's
2: Taria right
0: there. He,
1: yeah. So yeah. there he is it, it, with,
0: the, with the head of the Proud Boys weeks before right. addressing a crowd. Yeah. There's Nordine also from the Proud Boys. Weeks this was before the yes, video but they, evidence.
1: That's what I'm saying. This and this all of a sudden, sudden he, he a disappears.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. He was always there.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This and was the night before was, the Proud
2: Boys marked on the 12th.
1: Yeah. Which was, which was yeah.
0: very violent, right? That was violent. That's yeah. Tario right there. There were four no stabbings. Oh, awesome. And they're, he's got his arm, actually, his hand on on, uh, on, uh, on Stone's shoulder so he doesn't fall down yeah. or anything like that, which, you yeah. know. Um, so that's, that's, uh, this is interesting tape, and I think everyone should pay attention to this kind of stuff because this was a planned, organized effort, and it ran weeks and weeks and weeks. And Stone, who's the president's advisor, was there doing it all himself. It's not like it's other people doing it. It was It was him. Uh, By the way, here's the madam. I think I have her now speaking. Let's see if we can listen to what she had to say on that day when she was describing what she was doing with Roger Stone.
1: Here we are in Roger United Stone's States suite, the watching the situation well. on the Capitol unfold. Uh, we cool are safe and sound. Your because there was a story. There was a story that said that the DOGJ has DOD rather the department of safe and sound. Refused,
0: um, safe and sound, just like that. Um, what a weird tape. I mean, I've always, that always stung to me. Like, a, yeah. like it doesn't feel real, right? I mean.
2: That was, it is was uh, to kind of yeah. see that one. he's just sort of watching, you know, yeah. everything yeah, sort of,
0: right. you, know, you just, He I mean, said I'm sure that's he does what he was doing. Uh, he
1: was watching it. That's what he said he was doing.
2: <laughs> I'm sure he was watching
0: it, but I'm sure he was, there's a war room upstairs. Are you telling me he never showed up at the war room upstairs? I don't think so. I think he showed up at the war room and had a conversation with Giuliani and Meadows and everybody else. I mean, the day before, apparently, he was talking to all these congressmen, trying to convince him to stop the steal, you know. so. I you know I find it hard to believe that this is just uh, he was in his room all the time. Madam,
1: also on the twelfth was when um, uh, Flynn was telling everybody that there had to be the Insurrection Act. Is that the thing? That's what it's called, the Insurrection yeah. Act, or the is another yeah, the word. Insurrection
0: Act. That was what Yeah, yeah. That's
1: right. they have to put in the Insurrection Act. The military has to take over, and they have to have another election. And the people that I filmed were parroting that at the rallies they were saying verbatim mm-hmm. whatever that it's so interesting you keep saying was.
0: that that everyone kept having the same language repeating the same stuff which exactly. means the echo chambers in in full swing echo everybody's, chamber yeah everybody's listening and everyone is repeating and it's, it's exactly how these uh, lies get set thank you for spending your time with narrative and stay tuned there's much more to this conversation in our next episode narrative is made possible by viewers and listeners like you who join at patreon.com Forward slash narrative. Join today and support truly independent journalism. Patreon.com forward slash narrative.